hump day everyone happy pivot day happy pivot day yay so this one is the one with the list the one with the list season two episode eight it's very ominous yeah and if you know this episode then you know it's it's ominous (laughs) it's not fun to watch to be honest no although i will say like you know how i have my whole thing with like the uncomfiness and like being like awkward this one's not as bad yeah, it's not it's not awkward. It's just like heartbreaking. Yes. That's what I felt watching it. Yes, I would agree with that. Not 100% of heartbreak, but a little crack in there. Mm-hmm. I'll take the crack. Um, before we get into it, have you caught up on Love Island yet? Okay, so I am... We've been really working. Oh, good. <laughs> Through Casa Amor. That th- shit was nuts. Dude. Sammy is so slimy and trashy. Ugh, I do not like that guy. I have moments where I'm like, oh, I really like him. And then most of the moments where I'm like, this guy, this guy. No, I, I think he's putting on a face mm-hmm. when he can. And then the mask slips every now and then. I do not do not like him. So we're through. We're through Casa. We're through post Casa. And now the next episode is movie night. Oh, my God. So movie we're night. like, I can't wait to see the shit that goes down. And I'm waiting for Montel to get po- called out because, you know, that shit's going to happen. Yeah. And I don't know why Paul doesn't like Whitney. And I just. What? I know. I was listening to her Whitney last. Whitney is the best character on that show. That's what I said. And I was listening. Why doesn't he like Whitney? I don't know. I think that he's just like, she's too much for me. And I'm like, no, dude, she is a vibe. Like, she is so funny. She's Graham and I's favorite. Yes. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's just like, he just doesn't get. He says he hates when she's like, it's giving. It's, I love that. That's what I said. He said that sentence structure bothers him so much. Next, and I'm time, like, I'm gonna, next time I see him, that's all I'm going to say. Please. And it's I, giving dinner. It's giving dinner vibes. Like seriously, this coming from the engineer who, by the way, I helped him write some papers in college. <laughs> Thank you. Calling you out on that now. Like who doesn't like pay attention to grammar stuff? He doesn't like the sentence structure. He doesn't then. like the sentence structure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. But yes. Okay. So we have almost caught back up. I know that that's not as much, but we're getting there. You're getting there. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Is it? Yeah. Ugh. I, yeah. Mm. But Love Island, It it's amazing. It's my favorite. It's so good, dude. It's so soothing. Mm-hmm. Tis soothing. <laughs> So this episode, our writer, we have a culmination of writers, our uh, showrunners, David Crane, Mark Kaufman, mm-hmm. and Ira Ungerleiter. Ira Ungerleiter. And then a new director, Mary Kay Place. That sounds like a fake name. Uh, right. That sounds like a fake address. Yeah, I live on Mary Kay Place. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also made me think of Mary Kate Nashley. Yeah. Oh. Or just Mary Kay the makeup. Or, oh, yes. I did sell Mary Kay for a period of time. You did? I still have stuff. I'm sure it's Oh, my expired. God. Throw yeah. that away. <laughs> I think I need to. I think it's in my basement. Makeup goes bad. Well, yes, I know that. It's toxic. I know that. But, yeah, I used to sell Mary Kay. I, I think one summer I had, like, four jobs. I, I sold Mary Kay, which I don't know if you can really count that. I was a nanny, and I... 
sold knives over the phone. That I quit very what? quickly. And I was a waitress. You sold knives over the phone? Cutco. It was a pyramid scheme. I got told I was going to be a secretary. I was making phone calls. No, I was out. Oh my God. Yeah, it's crap. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> Back to the one with the list. Our original air date is November 16th, 1995. Oh, but I should ask, how's your content plate? It's good. It's just full of Love Island. <laughs> Constantly. When they release every night. Yeah, it's great. It, Sit down with my dinner. Yeah. Watch Love Island. It's hard not to because it's like, oh, fresh. Let's go. We're not going to get into something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The new Real Housewives of New York started. I don't know if I'm going to dive into it. I saw that. I did don't know. You, did you see the promo for Crappy Lake? Yeah, I also don't know if I'm going to dive into it. I've, I love The Simple Life so much, and I'm worried that it's going to be like a knockoff of that, like a cheap knockoff of that. Yeah, I do think they chose two of the best castmates, though, for that. Yeah. I think they have a good energy together. I actually really like Sonia. I love Sonia. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Luann's probably a close second. I mean, Luann's, like, iconic. Yeah. Yeah. She's hilarious. She is hilarious. Ramona, I think, is down at the bottom for me. Yeah, I think she has a place and a purpose, but she is definitely like cringe. Yeah, a little bit. But sometimes, like you said, place and purpose. She gets she gets some good TV out there, man. I She's will. hilarious and horrible at the same time. I'm trying <laughs> yes. to think if we're watching anything else and like, not really. It's It's really Love Island at the moment. Hey, that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Don't overload the plate, man. But this episode, the one with the list, I didn't realize that this is like our Thanksgiving episode of yes. the season. Okay. So when I saw you mention that. I what was a letdown. Because like, I had said a couple episodes ago, I was like, oh, I love the Thanksgiving episodes are coming up. And yeah. I didn't realize that this is it. Like we don't have a Thanksgiving episode this season. This is the most Thanksgiving we, we're going to get. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Because mm-hmm. they're iconic. Like the episodes that come after this it's i don't like, know why i didn't realize that season two didn't have a thanksgiving episode yeah i don't either because the lo- season one did they all do they all do like what about season two did they want to skip i don't know maybe maybe they didn't know that that would be a thing probably and i think ross and rachel took oh yeah precedence yeah so that's a good point god they're so needy shall we get into it yes we shall okay so Really, like, there's only one main dis- um, storyline. Monica kind of has her, like, side mocklet line. But oh, Lord. let's get into the main one. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, we pick back up. Rachel's super excited about her kiss with Ross. She breaks it all down with Phoebe and Monica, tells her, them everything, like, step by step by step by step. Typical. Then we cut to the guys, and Ross is just, like, t- gives a very simple simple excla- explanation, like, and then I kissed her. Tongue? Yeah. Cool. cool. It's <laughs> such a difference between guys and girls. But it's so on brand. Mm-hmm. Like, I I know that we have had conversations where it's like, okay, tell me everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, that it's very on brand and it's funny. Well, it's like, Graham will come back from a guy's trip and I'll be like asking about everyone on the trip and mm-hmm. what happened. And it's like, what did you guys talk about the whole time? Right? Yeah. And, but 
little things come out after you're, they're like, oh yeah, this person said this. Oh yeah, this person said that. And I was like, why didn't you tell me when you got home? Like I can get more information meeting someone in five minutes than like guys can in like two days. Yeah. It was or good. like they, they go golfing all day and it's like, oh, what happened? And it's like nothing. nothing. What do they talk about all day? They talk. They just don't reiterate what they talked about. I don't think they talk. No, they just stand there and they just stand there and talk about bullshit. Like they just talk about nothing. Yeah, that's it. They Seinfeld it. Yeah, totally. They just talk about nothing. Oh my gosh. So my sister-in-law sent this thing to me and my husband this week and her husband. And it basically said that anybody born in 1989 or earlier, like they are the age of George Costanza in Seinfeld. What? Yeah. How old do you feel now? Wait, say that again. Anybody born, hang on, I'm going to look at it, but I'm pretty sure it's anybody born in 1989 is now the exact age of George Costanza when he That's was in that me. show. George, just, George Costanza was 33 in Seinfeld? Children born in 1989, the year Seinfeld premiered, are now the same age as George Costanza on that show. What? George Costanza was my age. He looks so much older. He it's looked old. It's the hair. Yeah. He looked really old. Yeah, he did. But wow. Oh. Yeah. That just kind of blew my mind. I know. <laughs> so sorry. It's the same and I always feel so bad. But like, you know, on Instagram where they put put like 50-year-olds then and 50-year-olds now and it'll be like a picture of whatever her nut face is from the Golden Girls and then it'll be like Jennifer Aniston or J-Lo and I'm like that is so not fair it is so not because they look like grandmas and they're 50 and then like now it's like you've got Jennifer Aniston and her like cute little like did you see that photo shoot she did with the Chanel bikini <gasps> yes she looked insane with the abs like and it's just so You've, you've got to feel for this poor woman. Like, oh my God. Like she's just like holding it down for grandma 50 year olds. Wait. Being compared to Jennifer Aniston. The, the golden girls were 50 in the show. Yeah. <gasps> oh, wow. I'll have to show you the me. I, it pops up on my for you page, like at least once a week. Oh my God. Like 50 year olds in and 50 year olds now. And like, like oh. it, it was happened a lot when like, I think like JLo and Shakira were doing the Super Bowl, like. And then J, I mean, look at J Lo. Like, she's had twins, right? She had twins with Mark yeah. Anthony. And look at her; she's got a freaking six pack. Like, she's amazing. Because she doesn't drink. Well, that too. That's also another big deal. But then you, then you've got Martha Stewart, who's she on looks the incredible cover of Sports Illustrated, mm -hmm. and, and she's eighty. Eighty. Yeah, her. Did you see her photos? She looked very good. She looked really good. She didn't look like an eight-year-old woman, but she also didn't look like some silly like skank trying to like get it off. You know? <laughs> yeah. Agreed. She looked good. Yeah. I I don't know. Like it's just it's wild. The world is wild. I'm not gonna look like that when I'm eighty. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Hey, don't give give yourself more credit. This is true. This is true. We're going to live longer than anyone. Yes. Never die. <laughs> All right. So back to friends. Later at the coffee shop, Chandler is like pumped because he got a new computer. And that's just, if that's not a sign of the times. Oh my God. Right. That it computer. Was a, it was a Macintosh, right? And it was clunky mm -hmm. and archaic. I loved it. Yeah. It looked like a, just a massive, like old Game Boy. Mm-hmm. 
Ross comes into the coffee shop. He's torn between Rachel and Julie. Then Julie walks in. It, like, oh, they're all there. Rachel's there. It's so awkward. <laughs> Ross is like, Phoebe, play a song. Play oh. now. <laughs> and then Phoebe just makes up a song, of course, just like representing the situation at hand. Oh, my God. It's so awesome. He must decide. He must decide. So bad. It is awesome. Back at the guy's apartment, Ross talks to the guys about how this decision is so hard. And Chandler's like, let's make a list of pros and cons for Rachel and Julie. And that's where it all goes downhill. Yeah, no. I mean, yes, make the list, but make it in your head. Well, also, like, maybe don't. I mean, just don't make a list. Like, don't compare women like that i also am like a big believer in like you know what the answer is that that's the thing too is like how do you feel with each of them don't compare them like well she's got a better butt but she's got you know better hair or something i don't know right i'm gonna i'm gonna take this back to love island and you're gonna pull a jess and you're gonna be like mm -hmm. either you know 100 percent with me or you don't Exactly. Like you either know that it's me. You're not going to dick around to somebody else. Now, a little different because it's not like Julie was a bombshell. It was just, it's two different relationships now. It's two different people. And so Rachel's cons on her list. She spoiled ditzy, two under her looks, just a waitress, chubby ankles. Those are bad. Those are bad. That's really, really bad. If I, well, we'll get there. We'll get there later. We'll, we'll talk about that. That That's horrible. Julie's con, she's not Rachel, which like does not make up for it. It doesn't make up not for it. All. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be like, oh, like that's the one big one that outweighs, but no. 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 Not this is bad. Not in my eyes. So the guys are done with the list. Chandler tries to print the list, but he can't get it. We see Ross come back to the apartment. He just dumped Julie. Obviously. Yeah. Like, obviously he didn't need the fucking list. No. And why are you printing it? What were you going to do with it? I think it's just like, I have a new toy and know. you know, boys and their toys, boys so and their stupid. toys. Then Rachel walks in and she's like, what's going on? They say he broke up with Julie. She's super excited. They decide to go on a date. So Ross goes to grab her coat and the list starts to print. Okay. So that, <laughs> of course. that moment where they're all kind of like sitting there and Joey's like got a smile, like looking back and forth. And he's like, he broke up with Julie. That just felt so like middle school, high school, like kind of cuteness of like, yeah. oh, okay. They're going to get together. He broke up with Julie. Yeah. Oh, now they're together. They need all the help they can get. Yeah. So the guys like the, the list starts to print. Rachel's like, what's that? She saw, she sees her name on it. Of course, something's on your name on it. You want to read it. Well, yeah. The, the guys try to keep her from reading it. They play a little game of keep away. Chandler, like, tries to cover it up by reading this ridiculous short story. Oh, my God. It's terrible. Oh, look, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. And then he... Good acting from Matthew Perry, because that is hilarious. I wonder if he ad-libbed that. You think? Maybe. I could see it. Because it just made no sense. It made was funny. Absolutely no sense. And then he was king of the world or something he says at the end. It's so funny. It's hilarious. But Rachel's not buying it. They play a keep away with the game um, of from Rachel. But eventually Joey has the list and she grabs it from him, reads it, and she's pissed. Yeah. As she should be. What would you be most, if you're Rachel, what would you be most offended by? On the list? Mm-hmm. Probably just a waitress, mm -hmm. I think, is the bad one for me. Because, like, she's she left a life of, like, affluent people. Means, yes. And 
she's having to figure out, start her life over. And like, this is how she's supporting herself. So to knock her for being quote unquote, just a waitress is like one of the most ugly things you could say, like spoiled. Okay. Ditzy. Okay. 200 looks guilty, but like the waitress comment is cuts deep. Yeah. I would agree. I, it was between that and ditzy for me. Like any sort of knock to my intelligence is always Mm. like, it cuts me so deep because I know I'm a smart person and that, but that just a waitress, it's like, wow, you see me as so beneath you. Yeah. What the hell? I think that's the point too of like, okay, Ross, you're so smart. And like Mr. Paleontology PhD. I'm a doctor. Wouldn't be seen caught dead with just a waitress. Now I have a real problem with this one part. What part? She's not Rachel. Come on. You have to know that's a typo. I think you're reading it wrong. Okay. I think she knows it's a typo, but she's just offended. Like she's like, what's a Rachem? Like she knows what it is, but she's like, you tell me fucker. What is a Rachem? You typed up this list. Mm -hmm. You couldn't even get my name spelled right. Yep. Okay. All right. I see that. I don't think she's like oblivious to what a, to the typo. Okay. I think she's like, one they made the list it's offensive yes to her name is spelled incorrectly yeah and she's like well i'm gonna use this against you oh is this a paleon paleontologist term that i'm too stupid to get like right all right all right i get that yeah um so we cut to rachel she's drowning her feelings in cookies and ice cream naturally (laughs) of course ross starts to climb up the fire escape he has a new list of all of her pros he tries to read, but she is not interested. Yeah, you should have given that some more time, buddy. Yeah, he he couldn't even give it time. Like when they're in the apartment and she just reads the list and she's like going, she's like, well, explain yourself. And he's like, okay, is this over? Like he just doesn't even want to address it. Like going back to the fact that Ross is terrible in relationships and is so immature. Yep. He's like, can we just like is this over? Can we be done now? And it's like, um, do you not understand no. what you just did? Like, dude, that was a cardinal sin. It was, it was, it was very bad. And to just be dismissive and be like, is this over now? Like, can we get to the good part is just so dismissive of her and her feelings. Right. But good for her for sticking by it instead of just like overlooking it or sweeping it under the rug or sugarcoating it. No, she's going to hold him accountable. And I like that about Rachel. Yeah, I totally agree. So back at her her apartment where she's he's reading the pros list, she shuts the blinds, goes into her room. The rest of the friends come in. They let him in. He tries again, but she shuts him down. She's hold strong. And he's like, again, with the Ross thing of like, there's nothing that you could ever put on a list that would make me not want to be with you. And like, just missing the point. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I would never, never even make a list. That's the problem. Yes. Agreed. I also hear his point. So there's a movie that I really love called Set It Up. I don't know if you've ever seen seen that. I love that movie. Um, It's cute. But in the end, the guy turns out to be a total douche, right? No, 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 no. The like main guy, like her and him. Not the main guy, the boss. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tay Diggs. Yes. Hot man, though. Love looking at Tay Diggs. Mm -hmm. So they're like her best friends getting married in the movie. And she gives this really sweet speech at her engagement party. And she said, my grandma always used to say, I like because, and I love despite. And 
that like takes me back to that movie now is like, I love despite, but you don't need to write a list to write all the things that you're like ignoring or like overcoming to like love this person. No. And I think it might, I think it depends on what it is. Like, I love you despite your snoring or I love you despite your need to correct me on whatever, like words. Right. But not, I love you despite the fact that you have a dead end career. Like, yeah. That's that not, not okay. That's really mean. Yeah. Also chubby ankles. Not okay. Yeah. <laughs> we do not talk about women's bodies. That's so rude. Rude. So later that night, Ross, this is where the U2 song comes in. Yes. We talked about this last week. Yes. They tried to get the song with or without you to play. They couldn't get the rights. Mm-hmm. So this episode, Ross calls the radio station. He has them play U2 with or without you as an apology. Rachel picks up the phone. We think she's going to call Ross, but it's really to call the radio woman to tell her what Ross is, does. <laughs> she doesn't want to play a song anymore because it's so bad. I love that scene. I think it's so funny. Mm-hmm. Absolutely hilarious. And I, I actually really like the fact that they didn't have the rights for the U2 song. Because I think that just the instrumental music that they had when they kiss, mm-hmm. I like it so much better. Yeah. And then playing that afterwards. Yeah. You know, what's interesting with these last two episodes and just seeing how much of a dumbass Ross is being. I'm like, you know what? He, I don't find myself rooting for him and Rachel like I used to in this moment. I I, I don't know if it's because I'm older, but I'm like, you know what? Fuck Ross. Yeah. Maybe it's just like, this is icky. You're not looking at it through rose colored glasses anymore. It's more of like, I wouldn't put up with this bullshit. Absolutely not. Yeah. I, yeah. Maybe things will turn in the next few episodes. I was thinking about that and I was like thinking about, cause I do love Ross, but I think I love the later seasons of Ross. Yes. So much more. Cause these, the, the last two episodes, I'm like, wow. Like he does some really bad things. Just dumb. Just like so dumb, like socially inept, mm-hmm. like book smart, not street smart mm-hmm. kind of thing. But to cut to cut him some slack, like, well, he's young. He is still young, right? It's early twenties, eh, mid 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 twenties, right? It's like when we see the kids on Love Island, and you're like, wow, they are like literally growing up in front of our eyes, like because they're just learning how to fucking be in a relationship for the first time. Yeah, it. When you think about it, you're like, damn, you do make a lot of mistakes when you are first learning how to be in a relationship. That is very true. Like we were talking last week about our fighting styles with our partners. Yeah. I really reflected on that. And I was like, oh yeah, I used to be, I mean, granted now this isn't, I do still like can get fiery because I'm Italian and, but it's not as bad as it used to be where Mm. I would just be like, go for the jugular. But yeah, it's, it's weird to think about how much you probably they're probably learning in their mid 20s and this is all part of it I'm, i'll give ross some slack on that then okay yeah all right so monica's storyline this <gasps> this this is the thanksgiving element of the episode oh my god monica she is still job searching she's bummed out there's no good jobs available she applies to this one job which is basically coming up with recipes for this product called mocklet it's a chocolate imitation who's they're still looking for FDA approval. <laughs> Gross. Gross. That's a red flag right there, Monica. So they want some Thanksgiving recipes. 
And this is probably the funniest part of the episode. Like Monica does some recipe testing with Rachel and Phoebe and they're just like so bad. So bad. These are, this is what evil tastes like. Is that what she says? Yeah. Oh my God. Good. Oh my God. I can't believe you let me put this in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so we see at the end, Monica turns in her final recipes, but it turns out company didn't get FDA approval. So she doesn't have a job anymore, but she does go back for another product that they're doing. Fishtachios. Gross. Gross. That is disgusting. You don't have any allergies, do you? No, just cat hair. Oh, okay, then no. <laughs> you can't eat them. <laughs> what? I got I got lots to say. A lot of my uh a lot of my mood points are actually on Monica, but I will leave that. I will leave that. Okay, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Okay. Background research. We got some things. We got some things. We already talked about one, how this is the one only season without a Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. And the only reason it has like a Thanksgiving storyline is because NBC was like wanted all the third Thursday shows to have Thanksgiving episode themes. Okay. That's the only reason it has the mocklet line. The mocklet storyline was to meet the Thanksgiving guidelines. That is so loose. Isn't it so funny? So loose. Good God. Call it Pilgrim Mocklet Moose. Yeah. Okay. Mix it Pilgrim. Yeah. Put buckles on it. (laughs) Um, So there was originally a breakup scene written for Ross and Julie, um, but the writers decided not to use it because they were a little afraid that the audience was going to like side with Ross and Julie. And I actually wholeheartedly agree. I think that you think, I think it would have given you too much insight. You would have gotten emotionally attached to Ross and Julie. So I like that they did it. But it's funny because he's like, she threw things, they hit me. And I'm like, I can't see Julie. You can't see Julie being that. And it's probably better that we don't see Julie because it's kind of like, okay, out of sight, out of mind. Yep. She hasn't been super prominent in the last like eight episodes. But like, yeah, we don't need to see that. We don't need to have any sort of empathy for that situation. We're supposed to be rooting for Ross and Rachel because Ross commits some pretty shitty things. Yes, exactly. And you want that extra lifeline gone, cut off. Mm-hmm. She bye-bye. Yeah. So glad they didn't do that either. So when they're playing the song after Ross's desperate song dedication, the radio DJ like comes in and is like, back to a couple that actually has a chance. Yeah, Avery, Michelle, sorry she hit you with her car, hoping you can work things out. Um, so Michelle is Marta Kaufman's goddaughter. And Avery Michelle, Avery Michelle, sorry. And so allegedly her parents are the source of inspiration for the characters of Carol and Susan. That's so cute. So super cute. I think it's kind of funny that she used the names to like say she hit you with your car. (laughs) I mean, I think it's a cute little nod. I do too. I think it's funny. If my name made a friends episode, that'd be so cool. Oh dude. If only, Mm -hmm. if only. So Chandler's laptop computer with a color screen, 12 megabytes of RAM, 500 megabyte hard drive, and a 28K modem was very high end in 95. That thing looked like a toy. It did. It was tiny. At yeah. least to me, it seemed tiny, right? Oh, yeah. Um, So 20 years later, like mid to high end laptops have routinely a thousand times more RAM and disk space. <laughs> And 2,000 to 20,000 faster data connections, which is just like the world we live in now. Isn't it like our little cell phones that we have here have more processing power than like 
all of like a company's servers did back in the 90s or whatever. It blows my mind to think about like, because we are part of that generation that knows pre-cell phones, pre-smartphones and post, right? Mm -hmm. And so because we grew up in this era where there wasn't any and then we were still kids when they came out. So we learned pretty quickly on them. It's just how fast technology has excelled. It blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind. What was, what was your first cell phone that you got? Oh my God. I got one of those. It was a flip phone. Um, it was silver. Heck, what was it? It wasn't a Nokia. I, I had so many phones yeah I had so that was my first cell phone when I was 16 I was not allowed to get a cell phone until I could drive that was the rule oh I'm gonna call bullshit because my sister got one at 14 <laughs> she like begged my parents yeah. so they caved that's fine no judgment but um so I had that little texting I got really good at t9 you remember t9, t9? and then and I, the snake game oh yeah the snake that was game. my favorite good god and then I had I did have a little Nokia. You remember those slide ones that like you slid and it had the full keyboard. I had a little green one. That one I thought was so cool, but no. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had a a Nokia flip phone Mm -hmm. and then I had, remember those little Nokia bricks? Yes. And then I had like a pink razor. I was just going to say, did you have a razor? Yeah. I had a pink razor and then I had the, the, what were they called? They're I can imagine you take, you hold it with two hands and it's sideways and you flip the screen up. Yeah. That's what I had too. Yeah. What is that called? Not a, I want to say side swipe. That's not right. Uh, it's a, a sidekick. Maybe it was a sidekick. A sidekick. Then I had, then I had blue, uh, blackberries. Oh yes. I remember your blackberry now. And then the iPhone. God. I, I don't know how my parents didn't kill me. I know. Oh my gosh. I'm like looking at pictures. I just typed in old slide phones right now. Mm-hmm. This is so funny. Like yeah. This is a great. Yeah. I see the Verizon one. I didn't have Verizon. I had a, I had, I had still, the T-Mobile. You guys, I am 33 years old and I got approached at Target the other day by one of those cell phone people that are just like, oh, hey man, don't leave me hanging. They're like, what cell phone plan are you on? I looked at the guy and I go, I'm still on my parents' plan because I'm a millennial. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, respect. And I walked away. Respect. (laughs) I mean, you got to. Right. And look, I'm not, I'm, I'm not wrong. I'm still on my parents' plan. My husband is still on his parents' plan. I'm still on my parents' plan. My mom's plan. I'm on my mom's plan. Graham is on his own plan. He is the adult of the house. So much more of an adult than me. Oh yeah. It's, it's sad. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, when my daughter grows up and it's time for her to get a cell phone, I'm going to have to get off my parents' plan. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Is that so sad? That's when you get off the plan is when your kids start needing cell phones. <laughs> that is so sad. It's like guys. when you have to get off your parents' insurance because you're 26 years old. Oh, okay. Mine was a Samsung Genio slide. That's what I had. Oh. I loved that thing. It was so cool. I Oh, I also had apparently Samsung, a lot of Samsung stuff. So I also had the Samsung like slide camera, vintage one. I love oh, how yeah, it says- one that goes, Holy shit, they're selling this on Etsy, you guys. This is like literally one of my first cell phones. Remember the chocolate one they had that just like went up and down? No. Oh, just, okay. We're going down at quite a hole. 
Let's get back on track. <laughs> so sorry. Let's get into some bloopers and blunders. Okay. So here is where I get really excited is when there's actually hard bloopers. Yeah, this is a good one. So good. Okay. So like we talked about, one of the funniest scenes <laughs> is when the girls are getting basically they're the lab rats for Monica's mocklet recipes. And at one point, Phoebe takes a bite and she says, this is what evil must taste like. <laughs> well, I think she must have tried some iterations of the yeah. line, but the blooper is Phoebe like spitting it out and going, Monica, this is what they, the cookies they must serve in hell. And she can't get it out. She's cracking up through the whole line, which I would have loved that line too. I think that that would have been yeah. equally as funny, but she's laughing so hard because it is such a funny scene. <laughs> this is what evil must taste like. <laughs> Hilarious. So good. So, so good. I love that. Um, that writing there was awesome. So, that's the only hard blooper, but mood points, I have a few. Mm -hmm. So the very beginning, um, I love how excited Phoebe's like, okay, now, Rachel, is this going to end well or do we need tissues? Yeah. And then she's like, Monica, grab the wine and unplug the phone. Because Rachel's like, got to do the whole process and story of like what the kiss was with Ross. Like, I got to tell you, this is everything. how we have to, this is how we decompress. Yeah. And it's every detail. It's every emotion you felt throughout the whole process. And I also love that she's like unplugged the phone because all people had her landlines. Um, but she never actually unplugs the phone. I know. She just grabs the wine. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like look, the important things, right? Yeah. So exactly. Um, I, I wonder, so, okay, they really fucked up the apartment numbers in the beginning, but now they're, what is it? Is it 20 and 21 that they're at? Or 20? That are 19 and 20. Or 19 and 20, something like that. I mean, I believe that he probably could, Ross could have climbed all the fire escapes, but like, in the could rain. He, could he have, like, don't you need somebody to like, extend the fire escape down to you to be able to access it. Like that's the whole point of a fire escape is that you're escaping a fire. So you go down the fire escape. You're not supposed to be able to climb, climb up. up the fire escape. Yes. I don't know. I, I could, I could see it. It's like, it's a lot of stories to climb on a fire escape, at least three, but it doesn't really bug me that much. Nah. Also. Cause I just don't know in fire escape <laughs> land. I don't know fire escape etiquette. No, <laughs> no. Just an interesting thought that ran through my head. Yeah. Um, oh my God, the cat hair. Okay, dude. So when he asks at the end, is Monica like a allergic to anything? And she goes, no, just cat hair. So I have multiple problems with this. One, Monica used to have a cat. We found this out because in the last episode, Julie and Ross were going to go get a cat and she gave him Fluffy Meowington's cat toys. So is she like what the people you were talking about that are allergic <laughs> to cats to get <laughs> them anyway? Maybe. Also, didn't she also say that she's allergic to shellfish? Or yeah. was that the joke with the lamp when Heckles dies? And that's like, she was just saying that because she didn't want Rachel to bring the lamp back. Or? I don't know. I don't know if we ever know for sure. But like, it's just, again, it's so lazy. It is like... Are you not paying attention? The last episode, she just had a cat. She's just, really going to make her allergic to cat hair this episode? Yes, exactly. It was back <laughs> to back. Like, come on, people. Yeah. Um, 
So one other thing is like the necklace Monica is wearing when Ross calls to talk about like the radio thing and he's like, just do it or like, can you help me? Is that the same necklace that Rachel's wearing in the opening scene? No, I went and looked. It's different. Okay. Thank you. It looked similar enough to where I questioned it, but. Honestly, I don't, I could imagine them probably recycling some, some clothes, like some jewelry, maybe not clothing so much, but like Eh. accessories and stuff. Totally. I mean, honestly, I liked them. I liked them both. I think that they're both really nice. Like it's not like any of them are gaudy. It's different. And you do see Phoebe in that same jacket, but that's Mm -hmm. because it's like a continuation of the night. The same night. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, into our fashion watch, speaking of clothing and jewelry. I know. There's not a lot that I was like turned on by this episode. Virgil's like turquoise puffy jacket, I feel like is very like telling of what what episode it is. And then her cream colored short sleeve turtleneck and Floyd black pants. Those were really cute. She rocks those turtlenecks, I will say. And yes, the, um... The flowy pants, I think, are really back. Oh, yeah. I have a few myself. For sure. Absolutely. Love it. But other than that, everyone's just kind of like, yeah, okay. Basics, cute, 90s. No need to shout out. No. Definitely not. Okay, so best friend in front of me. I didn't change much from last episode. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's the same, right? Like, it's the same. Best friend is Rachel. Friend of me is Ross. Yeah, Rachel sticks to her guns. Ross fucks up, continues to fuck up. Yeah, like there's no like momentous kiss bringing you back from this one, pal. Like you done screwed up real royally. Yeah, it's it's just and I know that it's Chandler's idea, but it's again Ross. But he has a mind of his own. He doesn't have to do it. He can say no. He doesn't have to do it. That's very true. Just like Sammy on Love Island, you didn't have to go and kiss all the girls all that night. I know. It's such a cop out to be like, oh, the guys made me do it. And it's like, okay, you may think that that's a valid excuse, but I don't give a shit. You're a wuss. Yeah. You have your own mind. Yeah. You make your own decisions, buddy. Exactly. Nobody held a gun to your head. Joey's sandwich rating. What are we thinking? This is just a solid episode, but it's not like, not like amazing to me. There's nothing that like super stands out. So I'd say it's a three, like a high three. I gave it a three too. I think the mocklet thing is funny. Phoebe's storyline, Phoebe's comment of like, this is what evil tastes like. <laughs> yeah. Chandler's little short story. They're funny, but also just like, you're just kind of cringing watching this episode. Like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, I can't imagine if my partner did something like that, mm-hmm. but it is like the engagement that you wanted with the Ross and Rachel stuff, like mm-hmm. stuff's on the table now. So it's not like a bad episode where I'm cringing. Like Monica's mom always makes me cringe. I think I said that in our first season. Like everything. Oh, she with gi- yeah. Monica's she gives mom. Anxiety. She gives me so much anxiety. Yeah. But yeah, solid episode. Nothing like horrific. Nothing absolutely amazing. Yeah. Nothing so. too crazy. No. All right. So the one with the list. Yes. Next up, episode nine, the one with Phoebe's dad. Dun, dun, dun. I think I like that episode. Yes. We'll I'm, I'm very excited. I think that one kind of gets us into like the Christmas season mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, it'll be really fun. All right. Well, thank you, you guys. That was the Pivot Podcast, the one with the list. You can rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to follow along on Instagram at the Pivot Pod. Email us, don't take my wind at gmail.com with all your questions, comments, whatever else you have. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.